everybody welcome back to another episode of the summits podcast thank you all for joining us from wherever your podcast and for those of you watching on the heroes foundation youtube channel thank you for tuning in uh, we hope you all had a great holiday season uh happy 2023 um would love to hear any interesting new uh new year's resolutions put it in the comments field below we'd like to check those out and then uh we'll hold you to them come the end of the year see how you did uh, with us today, our guest is Mr. Scott Mingle. Scott is a new employee of the Heroes Foundation. He has recently been hired as a program and event manager. So, Scott, not only welcome to the Heroes Foundation, but welcome to the Summit's podcast. Thanks. Is this thing on? It is. <laughs> yep, you are live. Um, Scott, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Um, well, first, thanks for having me, um, both on the podcast and with the organization. Um I have uh, uh, been with Special Olympics for uh, 18 years, or I should say Special Olympics Indiana, uh, for the last 18 years. And I grew up in, in Indiana uh, in the Muncie area and uh, went to school at University of Evansville. Uh, but Purple Aces. Purple Aces, baby. Um, but since then, I've actually lived all over uh, mostly the East Coast, um, I have lived in the Chicago area, the D.C. area, um, Florida, Connecticut, uh, Atlanta, um, uh, North Carolina, uh, back here, and a short stint in Utah. Okay. Well. What so. took you to, to each of those cities? Um, it, w it was work. Okay. Um, so most of those have all been event uh uh, bases, um, some Special Olympics, some Paralympics, uh, World Cup soccer, uh, World Police and Fire Games, um, things like that. So, yeah. A um, lot of different events there, some pretty large events. The World Cup's kind of kind of big. Um, <laughs> having just watched, you know, or sure. several of those games, what... Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of stories, so I can't, yeah. I mean, it'd be hard to single one out, but yeah. I guess my, my, my basic question would be of those different events, mm -hmm. if you had to pick one, which I know is probably hard to do, mm -hmm. which one was, which one stands out the most? I'm not gonna say which one's the best, cause that, mm -hmm. that wouldn't be fair, but which right. one stands out the most that you were like, that was awesome for whatever reason? Um, I, I, I gosh. <laughs> That is hard. There's there's been a couple. Um, I actually got to work on the Special Olympic World Games that were in uh, Abu Dhabi. Um, that was um, that was an incredible experience. Um, and uh, probably the next one that I would I would single out is um, the Paralympics in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, were, were um, just outstanding. And, and the Paralympics are typically held right after the actual Olympics, correct? Correct. Okay. Same venues and, and so forth, yeah. 
And so obviously that one took place right after the Olympic Games were held in uh, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That was the Summer Games. Um, what uh, what was your primary role for for some of those events? Um, so so the one in Atlanta, um, um, I forget what my exact title was, but I was basically the the manager of the athletes' village. Um, okay. So uh, especially on the logistics side of everything. Um, and when you first asked that question, one of the one of the memories that I have from that, um, you know, of course, it's international um, athletes coming over from other countries, Europe, uh, European athletes at that time. Still, a lot of them still smoked. Mm. Um, unbelievable to think about. That. Unbelievable, but but world class athlete. And- yeah. Um, but um french and italian mostly uh or wherever yeah yeah but it was late at night um i mean probably you know past 10 o'clock and i i don't remember what i was doing but a couple athletes were coming out of the out of one of the dorms just kind of hey what's going on what are you guys doing oh we're going to go out and have a smoke and both of them um had both arms amputated Oh, wow. Okay. And so, you know, you're, you're seeing, you know, all, all these athletes with the physical disabilities doing all these incredible things. But so I was used to it a little bit at that point, but they walk on by and I just stop for a second. I'm like, okay, how, how are you going to light the cigarette? Right. Um, but uh, so that was just one thing that just, you know, has always stuck in my mind just one of those little behind the scenes stories that mm-hmm. um, is just incredible. Right. Wow. Um, so Scott, with your new role with the Heroes Foundation, one of the primary events we're focusing on is Fit for Heroes and how we're um, you know, looking to, 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 to grow and, and, and really kind of achieve the vision that we have for that. Um, you and I've had some early conversations, obviously, about that, and I've already started um, going down that path of planning for 2023 um, and beyond. What things stand out to you right now in terms of what what is exciting and what and what the challenges that lie ahead for 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 blowing that event and scaling that event up? Yeah, um, part of the excitement is um, the fitness aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's been part of my um, how I ID myself a little bit, you know, um, um, even though I'm not in great shape now that that's been part of my life uh, the whole time. And, um, so just getting that out there, getting the people that, um, that are already have a fitness routine, but getting other people, um, to, to join in and, and change their lifestyle. Um, that's, that's really exciting and important and, and, um, going to be a challenge as well. Um, so that, that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. Sure. And then of mm-hmm. course, Fit for Heroes kind of has a natural tie into the, the program of Project Militia that, you know, a lot of our, our listeners and viewers may not be real familiar with. Um, some of the ideas there, of course, are kind of blowing that thing up a little bit and, and then restructuring what we want it to be. But, but really the, the gist of it is being a program centered on the summit of cancer prevention. And so Mm -hmm. the the cancer prevention piece of Project Militia and the cancer prevention piece of Fit for Heroes kind of naturally align. Um, Any thoughts Mm -hmm. at at all in terms of Project Militia of what 
I don't know, any, any thoughts or ideas you have there in terms of what, what you'd like to see it accomplish over the next, I don't know, 12 to 24 months? Um, I, I think um, just awareness mm-hmm. um, as, as much as anything of, of starting to get our name out there a little bit more, um, having some presence at some other events possibly, um, things like that. Education, um, you know, just kind of the whole um, tie-in of, of fitness and diet and lifestyle of, um, you know, what that means for, for cancer prevention. Right. Right on. Perfect. Well, I'm, I appreciate you joining us. Um, we're, we're excited to see what, uh, uh, what, what happens over the next 12 to 24 months. And, and our, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm amped. I'm excited because, you know, everyone who's been very close to Heroes Foundation knows that uh, I haven't, it hasn't been any secret um, or I haven't been quiet about where I think Fit for Heroes can be and can go. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm excited to have you on board to uh, start realizing some of that potential. Um, so Scott, you know the, uh, the 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 focus of this podcast. What what is your cancer story? Um, so it it's kind of varied a little bit. Um, where uh, I, I've we've talked about this briefly, but my both of my grandmothers died of cancer. Um, one actually passed away before I was even born. Uh, the other passed away when I was pretty young. Um, and then my father is a, uh, cancer survivor, um, about, mm, probably 12, 12, 15 years ago. Um, um, but, but even those three experiences weren't my, um, weren't what motivated me, um, uh, to come to the Heroes Foundation. I had a good buddy from the running community that I was, uh, friends with for, probably close to 20 years, um, had beaten cancer twice, uh, melanoma, and then, uh, then a third time it came back as, as brain cancer. And that was inoperable. And as that progressed, um, he got to the point to where, you know, balance and, um, you know, memory and things like that were, um, were an issue to where, he didn't really need, you know, care. Um, he could still take care of himself and things like that, but, but um, he needed assistance. Mm-hmm. And it was right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and so there was a, a group of six or eight or, or so of us that um, actually stayed with him 24 um, seven, took turns. You know, we had, you know, a schedule, okay, who, who can do Tuesday and, you know, who can do Wednesday right. and that kind of thing. So going through that was, was pretty um, um, eye-opening and, and traumatic a little bit, you know, kind of thing, watching him, um, you know, go downhill. Um, and then recently I've got a, a good buddy of mine that um, was just diagnosed with um, bladder cancer, um, was pretty aggressive. Um, he was a roommate from college. Um, you know, of course, you know how how close you get with 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 those buddies. Sure, yeah. Um, but beyond that, um, um, when I first, he was from the Chicago area uh, okay. in in Indiana, but but right up there, uh, the region, 
And right. <laughs> um, um, when I moved to that area, I lived with his parents until I got, you know, established up there. Um, he ended up marrying a woman from Canada. And so they lived in Canada for a number of years, um, had a kid. Then they moved to New Zealand. Okay. And um, then at some point they moved to Indy. And when they did that, they moved in with me for about nine months. And uh, so I went from, you know, a single person living on, on my own to instant family. <laughs> um, um, and then they eventually then moved on to Australia. Okay. Um, and that's where, um, that's where the, where he got diagnosed and, and everything. But, but those last two people were, you know, were pretty close and, um, had a big impact. Um, so that, that's, that's my cancer story. Sure. And as we've discussed and everyone listening and watching on this episode knows that there's, there's very few of us who haven't been affected by cancer in some right. way, shape or form. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we often talk about this, or I often talk about this in terms of when people ask, well, what, you know, why did, why did you even start the Heroes Foundation or what, what got you guys going? And, and it's, it's all about taking that, uh, that emotion and turning it into action, or as Nike once said, just do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got a few folks that that I've had that conversation with and like, look, everybody has this intention about doing something oftentimes, or they, they, they feel the emotion of, of what we're trying to accomplish with our mission. But Mm -hmm. But then it takes another uh, set of folks to actually do something about it, right? right. And, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give them, them additional platforms for getting involved and doing something about it. So um, certainly, again, appreciate you, you joining the team and, and coming on board to, to um, scale Fit for Heroes as well as uh, really kind of get our arms around Project Militia and, and make a bigger impact with it in, in not just central Indiana, but really, I mean, you and I have some pretty high aspirations. We want to see this thing go statewide. And I know it's, it's going to be a daunting task, but it's going to be a, a, a pretty rewarding one if we can if we can make it happen. Right. And I, th- I think uh, there's some there's some pretty good bets that we can we can get close for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Well, uh, what what advice would you give someone who um, is in a similar role as yours? You know, based on all the experience that you have, what are some of the, the lessons that you've learned over the years in terms of putting on an event that that have been mm-hmm. Um, as applicable today as they were maybe 15 years ago or 20 years ago when you first learned them? Um, um, Try to learn from people that have done similar things, first of all. Um, One, try to um, uh, just think through and anticipate as much as you can, but also know that you can't anticipate everything. And... Um, no matter how much you plan, um, there will be something that doesn't go right. Um, and there is no such thing as a perfect event. There, there's not. <laughs> and um, you just keep moving. Um, and you know, it, it's one of those things too, where if if you have if you have a hundred people, and ninety seven of them have a great experience, and three of them don't, you hear from those three. Right. Um, but the 97 had a great event. Yep. Um, and that, that's in a, in a way you can almost, um, compare that or relate that to, to the, the cancer. Um, um, you know, that we're not going to save everyone. 
but if we can save, you know, that person and that person and that person, then we're doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. Um, kind of like the, I don't know if you've ever heard of the, um, the starfish story of it's a big storm, uh, you know, the waves washed up all these starfish on the, uh, up on the shore and there's a little kid walking down the, down the beach and he's picking up a starfish and throwing it back in and um, <clears throat> a guy is watching him going, you know, son, you, you can't save all the starfish. And he goes, no, I can't, but I can save that one. Yep, well said. I like it. We may have to tie that into a, a future project somehow. Sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, what's, uh, any questions you have for me? Um, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, it kind of, I mean, I know how you got started, but, but, um, what's been the driving factor to keep going? Um, I would say, I would say there are two, two main driving factors. One is, and I, and I say this is, this is for better and worse. I'm kind of never satisfied. Um, and it, it's a good thing to have. And also it's a, but it's a double-edged sword for sure. Uh, so I, that's, we'll, that's, we'll work on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll try. Uh, that's one, that's one factor for sure. The other is mm-hmm. when I continue to hear about cancer stories that aren't, um, with call it positive outcomes, um, mm-hmm. it, it continues to ignite me mm-hmm. and sur- some stories hit harder than others. And I'm not, not trying to diminish you know, everyone's story, but there are some stories that really hit me and, and, and for lack of a better term, just piss me off. Yeah. And I, I, it, it creates or it reignites that fire inside that is really kind of filled with rage of, um, wanting to do something about this. And I, and I look, I, I fully realize like I can't snap my fingers and suddenly, right. Oh, Hey, here's the cure for the, however many hundreds of different types of cancers there are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point, I may, we, we may not be able to cure these, you know, 500 forms of cancer over here, mm-hmm. but we could do something about these other 500 over here. Right. You know, we're not going to save all the starfish, but we can save that one. Right. Or we can at least make a difference. Right. And that's, you know, that's the whole thing about going that, that idea of, you know, the just do it. I mean, Nike's, mm-hmm. you know, kudos to Nike for coming up with that because um, it, it, it's so applicable in so many ways. But like, look, we won't even have a chance if we don't get off our asses and try to do something about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so make the, we're making the effort. And, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, again, we, we realize we can't be everything to everyone. Um, so we're, we're, we're kind of honing that story and, and really it's all right, right now, all it's about is, is helping out the Indiana cancer community. So whatever we can do to benefit, um, the, the, the Indiana community, um, to either reduce the incidence of cancer, better educate Hoosiers on ways they can try to prevent it. Um, and then do our part. You have three at minimum three, there may be certainly be more, not trying to count out any other Mm -hmm. schools, but there are at a minimum three major universities here in the state of Indiana, all doing their own uh, particular uh, cancer research. And so we've already started to align with all three of them. You and I have talked about how we can take fit for heroes and do some more things and, and further those relationships and grow the funding and gifting that we can do to help them um, accelerate their, their research. 
Dude, that's that's exciting. That's what that's what gets me jacked. Yeah, um, I like building things. So whether it's yeah. building the Heroes Foundation, building the Sasa on the on the for profit side, mm-hmm. that's what pumps me up. Yeah. Um, so again, I I, I appreciate you uh, joining the team. I look forward to what we can build together. Um, any other questions? Yeah. I, um, tell me more about Accessa. Well, um, okay. Accessa is a uh, family business that's been around uh, since 1979. Mm-hmm. Um, today, my brother and I uh, manage the, the company, and 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 mm-hmm. similar to the Heroes Foundation, um, we're builders. Um, and so, I think that idea of what was there when we started take over in 2005 in terms of managing the day to day, we are not Silver Spoon kids. We are not cruise control kids. So we weren't just content on, well, we'll just keep the way it is and, and just run this thing out and mm-hmm. everything will stay the course. We were always looking for what's next. How can we grow this thing? How, how can we continue to expand and, and, and do more? And um, so ever since, oh, f- I came in in oh, oh, 02, sorry. Um, but in 2005, for the most part, our father was still active in the business, but uh, Joe and I were kind of really running or managing the day-to-day. Um, we, we've we've done that and we, we certainly got through the great recession which was an interesting time that's that's maybe a better story to share over alcohol but um uh we got through that and um it, it certainly impacted the business then but um since then we've grown it considerably and uh have every intention of continuing to do that and um you know I, i'd like to see and we've talked about this over the last probably the last 12 months another doubling or even potentially tripling in the size of the company over the next 10 to 12 years. Um, so small so, goal, small goals. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you balance what you do with Excessa and what you do here? Oh, uh, now you sound like my wife. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Yeah. It's, it's not easy, Yeah. but that's why I relied on great team members like yourself to come in and, and help do that because yeah. like this, this thing is so much, both of them are so much beyond me. And, and, mm-hmm. and the only way we're going to get mm-hmm. to where either organization wants to go is to be able to have a great team behind us mm-hmm. or sorry, I shouldn't say behind us alongside us. Um, because that's the only way it's going to, it's going to get there. Um, and so Heroes foundation is, you know, making the investment in yourself and, and, and making an investment in a, uh, an executive director to really, you know, lead us to where we, we want to go. And, and, um, you know, I, I hope to be a bystander really at that point in time. I, I want to, I mean, sure, sure yeah. help with the vision and, and mm-hmm. do whatever I can, but, but really, um, having a solid crew in place because that, you know, I've talked about this, um, really the goal now is building these things to, to live beyond us. Right. Sounds weird not to try to date us mm-hmm. or whatever, but um, that's really that's really the end game is, is leaving that legacy of uh, these organizations so they can exist, you know, long after we're gone yeah. and hopefully continue to do good things and, and, and progressing the the war on cancer in Indiana, if not the U.S. Yeah. So Agreed. hopefully, hopefully yeah. that answered. How do I yeah. balance it all? I, do, I don't know. <laughs> My friends at Lily won't won't, won't yeah. put Prozac in M&Ms like I've asked them to. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's, it's, it's caffeine and yeah. Delusionalness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if no more questions, thank you for, thank you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. And I appreciate you, uh, you're sharing your cancer stories. You had several on there much, mm-hmm. much like many others. And, you know, again, I, I think at the end of the day, if we, if we do our jobs, this is, this is our motivation here for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah.
All right. Thank you. No problem. And thanks to all of you guys for joining us on this episode of the Summits Podcast. We appreciate you guys listening from wherever you get your podcasts. And those of you on YouTube, the Harris Foundation YouTube channel, thank you for checking us out. If you folks there on YouTube haven't hit that subscription button or the notification bell, hey, and you're still looking for what to do for a New Year's resolution, even though you're, you're about a month into it, maybe that's your New Year's resolution. Hit those two things. It's absolutely free and you're good to go. You're welcome. Oh, uh, don't forget, everyone, beat cancer.